Hey, I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. We are sisters who host the Dwell Differently podcast. We help you memorize and meditate on one Bible verse every month. And all month long on our podcast, we talk about what that verse means, why it matters, and how we can apply that verse to our daily lives. Hey, welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. This is your host, Natalie Abbott, and I got my sister Vera with me today. Okay, so all month long for October, we have been memorizing and meditating on this verse. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. It's Psalm 48, 14. It is such goodness. I just love that picture, man. Like, Mm -hmm. I love... The idea of he will be our guide even to the end, through the valleys, through death, to the end, forever and ever. Like, that's just a beautiful faithfulness. It is really beautiful. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk through a couple of the questions. For those of you who are members, you get a list of questions every month that helps you personally or with a group go through some of the concepts in this verse. And we just thought, you know, a lot of times we do answer those questions on the podcast, but we want you to know that that's exactly what we're going to do. So as you've been thinking about this verse, as you've been praying through it, as you've been meditating on it, memorizing it, all the things, we're going to talk through some of those questions. All right, Vera, you want to ask the first question? I sure do. I love these questions. I love just when we when we write them up and we think about how do we want to engage with this verse, I just, I really enjoy this part of what we do at Dwell. But Natalie, I want you to talk about an older Christian you know who's lived a faithful life. And what about their life, the way they lived it is beautiful to you? Mm. And how is it a model for you? Okay. I'm going to talk about a couple, actually, that I used to know. We lived for seven years in Hershey, Pennsylvania, well, Hummelstown, Pennsylvania, in between Hershey and Harrisburg. For those of you who know Pennsylvania. Thank you for your Pennsylvania geography, Nat. You're welcome. Yes. Anyway, we we had a church there. My husband's a pastor called Community Church in Harrisburg. So if you live in Harrisburg, that's a great church if you're looking for a church. But there was an older gentleman and his wife, Pete and Ricky Fackler, when we moved to Pennsylvania. And Esther, my oldest daughter, she started getting letters from this Sunday school teacher. Really sweet letters uh, from the Sunday school teacher, Ricky Fackler. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this person? She's amazing. And we move there and we meet Pete and we meet Ricky and they're this older couple and they are just so faithful. Well, after, you know, a few years, Ricky passed away which was super sad. And she had asked Jason to do her funeral. And the one thing that she said that I thought was so beautiful was, I want the funeral to be about Jesus. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be all about me and my life. I want people to remember me. But she was like, most of all, I just want them to know the gospel. I want them to know about Jesus. And so that was just such a beautiful thing. I've never heard, you know, my husband's a pastor. He does a lot of funerals, but I'd never heard anybody say that before. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, that's, that's, that's what I want my life to be. Mm-hmm. Um, well, fast forward, we move away. We live in Jefferson City again now. And my husband's pastoring a church here. About five weeks ago, my husband got a call from Pete Fackler's son saying, hey, Pete isn't going to be with us much longer, but Pete wants you to do his funeral. 
And the one thing that he communicated was the same thing that Ricky had communicated, which was, I don't want this funeral to be about me. I want it to be about Jesus. I want this to be a place where people can come who knew me and who loved me and people, you know, Christians and non-Christians can come and hear the message of the gospel. And I just thought, man, these people, I love these people. And, and I, I'll tell you one story about Pete. Pete was the guy who every Sunday was like the first guy at church. And my husband used to take our kids when they were little. He would take one kid every Sunday with them to church. He would take our little kids and have breakfast and they would go and sit in the cafe. And there was always Pete in the cafe. He was always there. First thing every morning, especially our daughter, Esther, who just loved Ricky, who was her Sunday school teacher. She would just give Pete the biggest hugs and talk about Pete. And can we have Mr. Pete over for dinner? Mm. And just like, what a beautiful picture of somebody who is still in their aging process in those later years, just so faithful to the church, so faithful to show up. And I just, I just loved Pete, thought he was a great guy. And Jason actually wrote an article. We'll put it in this in our show notes. But he wrote an article about Pete's faithfulness recently for Dwell, just because he's such a such a model of what Christian faithfulness should look like and how we should want to to live that out. That's really beautiful. What do you think, Natalie? Like, <clears throat> if you could take away one thing from the way that Pete lived, or other faithful Christians have lived, what about their life? Are you like that's the thing I need to like? zero mm. in on for my own walk to help me to be faithful now so that yeah. I look like Pete then, you know? Isn't that one of our questions? Probably. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I would say, again, it goes back to that statement of like, not just I want my funeral to be about Jesus, but I want my life leading up to that. Like, you don't get to a place where you say that unless you get to a place where you would say that. Mm -hmm. And that looks like everyday faithfulness, you know, making your life about Jesus right now. That people who know you are like, oh, that's that Jesus lady, <laughs> you know, totally. that's the church lady. Not just, you know, for me, it's like kind of easy because it's like, oh, that's that professional Christian lady. Her husband's a pastor. But people who meet me on the street, like, would there be something different that mm -hmm. says, I'm all about Jesus. My life mm -hmm. is all about Jesus. And not in a like, I have to wear the t-shirt that says Jesus saves yeah. on it, but like in the way right. we interact and love one another. It's like, there are some times I have run into people. It's almost just the way they look at you. You're like, I bet that person's a believer and then come to find out they are. And it's because mm -hmm. there is something about them, the joy and the contentment inside of their spirit and their faithfulness to what they believe that you can almost zero in on that person before you even oh, yeah. talk to them. I had a yep. friend in um, community group sharing a story about she was on vacation and there was this other woman in the pool and she was like, I was just staring at her. And I was like, <laughs> she was like, she just looks so cool. I was like, I want to be her friend. And she's like, I bet she's a Christian. And she came over to my friend in the pool. She approached my friend and five minutes into their conversation, she says to my friend, if there was one thing I would need to know about you, what would that one thing be? Mm. And my friend was like, we just immediately went to Jesus. And I start talking about Jesus. And she starts talking about Jesus. But like, what a beautiful question, mm. first of all. 
we should all put that one in our back pocket. Like if, yeah. if you're meeting a stranger and you're on an airplane or in the grocery store or at gymnastics practice and you're sitting next to a mom, like, and you're just getting to know them, like, hey, if I needed to know one thing about your life, what's that one thing? And the beautiful thing is, is they're probably going to reciprocate. They're going to ask you, what's the one thing I need to know about your life? And that's just this opportunity to like, do what you're saying. My life is about Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And I guess the reason that this conversation right now, why we're talking about this in this way is because that's what this verse is saying. This is what we're saying about ourselves when we say this verse, when we memorize it, when we say it over ourselves for this God is our God, you know, and even to the end, he will be our guide forever and ever. Like this idea that that's the essential thing about us, that this God is my God and he's going to be with me from right now to the very end. He's going to be my guide forever and ever. Yes. It is so good. It is so good. Okay. So so Vera, yes. (laughs) Let me ask you that similar question. What patterns of faithfulness do you need right now to establish in order to become the person you want to be when you're older? So not just like what patterns do you have? You know, I actually have like a list of people that I think of Mm -hmm. in certain areas. I'm like, man, I wish I prayed like Mary Wren. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I wish that I, I loved women like Emily Grenier, mm-hmm. you know, I, what patterns of faithfulness though, do you see in those people that you're like, I want to be more like this person in this way? Totally. The first person that comes to mind, and I've talked about her before on the podcast is my young life leader, Carly. Mm. I could cry just thinking about her. She taught me when I, why are we crying so much? It's just because it's beautiful. When people love you, and they teach you, but teach you Jesus and they make you want to be like Jesus. Like what greater gift is there? But I can remember being in high school and seeing my young life leader, Carly's Bible. It was the most torn up, mm. underlined, highlighted, this girl loves her Bible more than her own life. Mm. And I remember thinking at 15, like, oh, one day I hope my Bible looks like that. My Bible does not look like that. I don't, I'm not, I, 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 I <laughs> you haven't arrived yet. Before, I am not a journaler. <laughs> I am not ever uh, going to arrive to that probably. It's just not my mm. mojo of time in, in the word. But um, watching her love her Bible, her faithfulness made me want to love my Bible. And I think mm. that that is the most important thing that I want in my life is to have a a daily practice of being in the word and praying. Mm. I'm listening to Timothy Keller's book on prayer. I know we we talk about him all the time, but his book on prayer talks about how God is relational and that he wants to converse with us and he wants to be in this back and forth with us. And he's already yeah. spoken in his word to us. And we then come to him in prayer and we have a conversation with him. But until we can really pray and speak with him, we need to know first what he has said to us so that it can be conversational. And I think a Mm. lot of times in in our Christian lives, we go through seasons where either we're in the word and we don't really have a prayer life or we're not in the word because of whatever, you've got little kids and it's hard to get your Bible open and you're only praying. And that's a season. Like that's kind of where I am right now. I get what I get <laughs> and I'm grateful for it. But that I think is the the faithfulness I want. I want prayer, talking to God, and I want hearing from God, which is the word. And I think that that is the starting point for 
anything that's going to come out of me has to start with what God says. Okay. So what about the person who's hearing all this and is just like, this feels a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This feels like a lot. Have you ever failed at this? And what can you do with your failure if you do? So this, I'll try to keep this story short because we're nearing the end of our time. But one of the most faithful times of my life was in bringing home our first son, Isaiah. And all three of my boys are adopted. And there is a great level of trust that I have developed Mm. in that time of prayer and reading the word before bringing home our kiddos. But the time before Isaiah, our first child, I was sitting in Sunday service and we were, the pastor was cheering about how we should be praying for the things that our heart desires. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, made this offering for anybody who needed prayer to put it in the basket as it passed by for the offering. And I remember sitting there thinking, I have been faithless in praying for a child. I have not been faithful. And I felt this guilt sit Mm. on me. Like I haven't done my part. Mm. So why would God do his part? And I remember just having this voice in my ear of like, even though you are faithless, I am faithful. And so I wrote on the piece of paper as I have never, ever put anything in the offering basket, uh, like never put a prayer request in the offering basket ever. Um, I wrote the word baby and folded it up and put it in in the basket. And that week was the week that we met Isaiah. Mm. And that story has a lot more, more of God's faithfulness and his kindness and his love and his security and his nearness. I mean, like it is just one of those things that you never forget and you write down and it's your crossing the Jordan River. It is yours mm. parting of the Red Sea where you just see God move in, an, in a miraculous way um, for you and for others. And um, it's because he's faithful, not because I was. It's not because mm. I got up every morning and prayed. He mm. did it anyway, despite my failing. And mm. so if you're there, I this is like my whole deal. Like, don't stay in in the point of like, man, I messed up. Man, I failed. I I can't tell you the number of days I have to just say, oh, Jesus, here I am again. Jesus, Mm -hmm. come near to me again. Mm -hmm. I have not been faithful. But you just show up again. You just keep coming back. You just have to come back to him. And he's he's just waiting for you. All he wants is for you to come back. That's it. That's the beauty. (laughs) Like he is going to be our guide even to the end. Mm. You just keep showing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. What motivates and equips our faithfulness is that God is faithful. He has already been faithful. And when we fail, when we mess it up, which we're going to do, but that's what Jesus does for us. That's what the Lord does for us. That's what this verse is telling us, that this God, the God of the Bible, the God who just kept on forgiving, who just kept on making a way, who while we were still sinners died for us, that God is our God. He is the faithful God mm-hmm. who is going to be our God to the end. Mm-hmm. And so because of his faithfulness, we can believe in him, we can trust him, and we can know that when we mess up, we don't have to stay in that place. We are able to come back to him again and again and again and find forgiveness and grace and the ability to, to continue on this journey of faithfulness and to be able to say, 
even when we're like, this isn't fully true, Lord, I want this to be true, that this God is our God, right? That, that he is our guide, even when we're not feeling it, even when we've messed up. That's the hope of this verse. There is hope for us in this verse, not because we're faithful, but because God is faithful. Praise God for that. All right, lady. Well, this is good. Great verse. Such a great verse. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for crying with me. I can't help myself sometimes. I know. I feel also, the same. I I'm like, why am I crying? Because your <laughs> oldest kid went to college and I'm a little sleep deprived. So here we are. <laughs> welcome. Join us here in our emotions. <laughs> your it's emotions good. are also welcome here. Anyway, thanks for joining me, Vera. I can't wait for next month. We got another verse dropping and it is going to be so good. The design I'm is on fire really too. excited. I okay. know. Okay. Thanks, V. Bye. Hey, I know you know that we love memorizing Bible verses over here as well. And all month long, we are talking about a Bible verse. But did you know that we have a membership where you actually get a kit in the mail that comes with temporary tattoos, a key tag, and a print that has this month's design on it. And it's always just the most beautiful design. But those temporary tattoos and that key tag and that print, those are visual reminders all throughout the month to help you remember and dwell on this month's verse. So go to dwelldifferently.com and check out our membership.